Hi, my name's Sean Shaler. This is my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. And Chris, it's nearly Christmas, so we have a very special Christmas surprise for you. And that is a different kind of video. I'm going to let you take it away from here because it's kind of your, uh, your area. Not that all of our <laughs> videos aren't your area, but this one in particular, I think. <laughs> yes, this is the cult classic movie showdown that nobody asked for nor thought of. I don't know how anyone would think of this ever, except in this precise situation. Yes, it is the Princess Bride versus the Last Dragon. Now, you may be asking, how do we even get to this point? Well, on one of our other podcasts, we were talking, you brought up the Princess Bride, and I said, oh yeah, I've never seen that movie before. And you described it as, well, you know what, it's not really a genre uh, you know, it's like a comedy, uh, you know, fantasy story action. And I thought to myself, oh, I just had a review on The Last Dragon and I described The Last Dragon the exact same way. They literally. So it is super, only fitting. It's not, it's not so much that they don't have a genre, it's just that they don't really have one genre. They they supersede by <laughs> encompassing so many. Yes. So I thought it was, and you told me you haven't seen. Uh, Right, correct me wrong. You haven't seen The Last Dragon. I had not before this, and it's yes. and I have Netflix, never seen. Thankfully. Yeah, and I have never seen The Princess Bride. Um, and you know what? I actually think these memes are uh, very suitable because <laughs> I'm I'm gonna just bring this out here. This might be a factor of race <laughs> in I... this that you haven't seen The Last Dragon, and I haven't seen The Princess Bride. I I would just say this like. You're from, you know, a small town in Kansas. I am from the hood in North Tulsa. Like, you know what? I've never, because I've never heard of The Princess Bride until I started hanging around white, white people. But <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a pretty white bread movie. There's no way around that. Uh. You know, what? I'm going to go as far as to say that we would be, we would be a little silly not to bring up race in some sense in this video. I think that's totally fair. These memes are dead on. Yeah. And this little guy here, uh, the little baby, actually does look like the inconceivable guy, whatever that guy's name is. He's he's in everything. I don't know his yeah. name. But he actually looks a little bit. I don't know that guy. Either. Uh, So, yeah, that's that's how this random situation arises. Because who wouldn't think to compare The Last Dragon to Princess Bride? But just conveniently. <laughs> exactly. The uh, thing is, like, in, in the black community, The Last Dragon is like, you know, it's it is the freaking godfather of movies <laughs> or, or something, or maybe it is the <laughs> princess bride of movies. <laughs> like you, I, you know, you get a, you get your black card snatched. If you haven't seen the last dragon, it is that great <laughs> of a movie. Uh, well, and I, you, I, you're probably onto something. And I mean, now that you've seen it and we can talk more about it in the review, but there's a certain something to uh, like, television and movies in the late 80s and early 90s like the princess bride it, i don't know i feel mm. like everybody in the world had seen it like i was very surprised so yeah there could definitely be something <laughs> to that i think um so and granted I'm, i may be general, generalizing here because i do know at least one black person who has seen the princess bride this i'm sure there's more and i do know several white people who have seen the last dragon but nonetheless we'll we'll get into it I, I'm going to put myself out there as being the, the more sheltered of the two of us, and that's fine. That's, I'm not proud of it, but I think it's probably a real thing. 
uh, because I had never even heard of The Last Dragon until it popped up on Netflix and you mentioned it and reviewed it. And then a few of my other friends who, uh, one is white, one is Hispanic, one is black. So I think I had at least three friends of all varied races who all was like, yeah, my favorite childhood movie, The Last Dragon, is on Netflix. (laughs) I was like, who are these people and what is this movie? And then I saw that you reviewed it. It was like, all right, maybe it's it's an important movie. I don't know. So very sheltered. But (laughs) the point is we broke out of our shelters and watched these movies. And we're not here to – not really here to compare. We just thought it would uh, be fun not to compare a rate, but just to talk through both movies and maybe that there is some similarity in a cult classic genre-defying kind of way. Yeah. I mean, we can... Oh, I think yeah, by the end of this movie, certain... end of this review, you can say, like, hey, this one's better than this one. I, I doubt we will the, agree to I it. I believe things will be said, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so, but we're going to break it down into like I like to do, break things down. But we're breaking down to some five fairly arbitrary uh, categories. And we'll go ahead and get started with the first one of story. All right, I'm going to sum this up for you real quick, Sean. So stop me if this sounds familiar. We have an unassuming hero. He sort of saves a young lady, uh, become <laughs> infatuated with her. She keeps getting like kidnapped and hurt by these bad people. Repeatedly, and eventually right? he puts on like a black costume and goes and defeats those people. Repeatedly, she gets kidnapped. <laughs> yes, it's like Mario. And Repeatedly, the she gets repeated and say, uh, "Hey, Chris, which movie are you talking about there?" Uh, I don't know. It could be either one of them. Very literally, <laughs> I just I can't get over but, the. I mean, I know it's I know what story archetypes are. You know, I don't read a ton, but I'm not. Uh, completely illiterate. I know how story archetypes work, <laughs> but there are a strange number of let's call them parallels, not similarities. But there's a strange number of parallels. Parallels, good word. In the story and uh, probably the story and the characters here, mostly a story, probably more. Than yeah. Characters. So I think I think more so story. Uh, so can you convince me that the uh, story in the Princess Bride is better? What what makes it stand out? Uh, well, first of all, I will say that the story in The Last Dragon was my favorite aspect of The Last Dragon. So if there is a place uh, where I don't have too much trouble, I like the story in The Princess Bride too. Um, I think the thing that I like about The Princess Bride is that I am very biased towards high fantasy. And then, as you know, I mm-hmm. also have a fond, uh, fondness for comedy, uh, kind of comedy, clever humor, action, and all those things. I play video games. That's what all those things are. And so The Princess Bride story appeals to me in a very biased kind of way. Um, but I mostly like that it feels good at the end. I like happy endings. I'm old fashioned. This checks off all those boxes. Uh, as an independent, uh, independently about the Last Dragon, the story was probably my favorite individual facet of it because it's uh, for as sort of off the wall as the whole movie can be. <laughs> at its core, the story is still very relatable, and again, you get a good happy ending there. Um, there's very satisfying villains. Uh, in a different way, but still very satisfying. Maybe that's the one place where the last dragon might even go beyond the princess bride is that the villains are more entertaining at least than, uh, than Humperdinck in particular and Vicini. Uh, Vicini is pretty entertaining in, in the princess bride. Um, but yeah, story, I can't really make that comparison because I really, I'm biased towards the princess bride because I love high fantasy so much. Uh, but high level, I really like both stories a lot. And I think it's what sells both of these movies. I think it's their best individual feature. Huh. That, you know, this is really, really interesting. 
because I actually think the story, setting the characters aside, I think the story or plot of The Princess Bride might actually be, actually might like that slightly better than The Last Dragon That's to so a certain amazing. extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, because so the story of the princess bride gosh now i'm defending the princess bride um there is like yeah, i didn't this, know like, i threw you for a hook right away it's all right <laughs> it, it, it'll come back around uh at least the story is like all right there's there's sort of a revolt i feel like going on and there is that whole story of like true love and stuff and as much as you know we like to be macho and stuff I, you know there's good stories of like romance and stuff and this so, has a very classic romance was, feel to it yeah, it's very fairy tale like, and it's purposely done. Um, but one thing I love about the Last Dragon is that there is, I think, the clearest character arc with Bruce Leroy. Well, not his name isn't Bruce Leroy; it's Leroy Green. But, but it's definitely Bruce Leroy. <laughs> it's definitely Bruce Leroy. Where we could, uh, like, I think he does go from that shy, unassuming, unsure of himself type character to being like that freaking last dragon the guy who can beat up anybody i i will so i will say and it's probably because i've seen it a bajillion times versus i've only seen the last dragon one time but i still think i think the story in the princess bride is a little more predictable but i do not i'm not mm. one of those people that think that that is a bad thing i i'm i kind of play it safe most of the time i like my stories to feel good i don't mind that they're predictable so again bias pulls me towards the princess bride uh but certainly Again, of all the things that I liked about The Last Dragon, I think I actually did like the story the most just because it, I don't know, it was very very charming and very appealing to me somehow. Uh, no, I, like I said, I think I think story-wise, they're fairly even. I think they both have their pros and cons when it comes to the story. Absolutely. Um, I, I could see how people would like The Prince of Bride because it's one of those like you know romantic stories, and I already mentioned that, but... I think the arc of Bruce Leroy is the best arc out of everyone in this movie, in between both of these movies. And I bet we'll get to talk to talk to that character arc. Uh, how about <laughs> right now? This is a great place for it. Great segue. Yeah. Uh, so I think when it comes down to characters, you kind of break it up into four sections. There's your your hero, your leading lady, your side characters, and uh, and of course your villain. So. Comparing the heroes, uh, what's your opinion? I, you know, if you don't mind, I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch out, and I'm probably gonna give more of it all at once. If you won't be totally offended, because I okay. didn't think of it in that way. So I like I do like the main hero. Uh, I love Bruce Leroy. I love the actor. I forget his name. He's got one of those crazy one word names. Uh, can you remind me what's his, what's his it's name? Meek. Yeah, so I love him, and I do like his story arc a lot. I also like that he is more of the focal point of his story, whereas mm-hmm. in The Princess Bride, it feels more like a shared team effort. There's more uh, the a larger cast of people that you kind of come connected to. In The Last Dragon, I feel like it was just more about Bruce Leroy than any one character in Princess Bride. That being said, I did prefer the supporting cast of The Princess Bride. I love seeing Andre the Giant in there. I love seeing uh, Vecini. Gosh, I keep forgetting his name. I think it's Sean something, actually, coincidentally. Um, I love the the. <laughs> you know what? Actually, when I was watching this, I was like, are you talking about the guy who plays Indigo? Montoya? No, uh, the guy that plays Vecini, the, the inconceivable guy. Oh, okay. Never mind. I was going to say the guy who plays Indigo kind of reminded me of you. Like, if you grew your hair out. <laughs> nice. 
Uh, you know, you might away, look like, like hey, that guy we just found out the other day is on Criminal Minds. Inigo Montoya yes. is yes, the guy is. on Criminal Minds. So, uh, in yep. in short, I I like Bruce Leroy better as a hero because he has such a great story arc and because he's very likable the whole way. There's no there's no valleys with Bruce Leroy. You just you mm. like him, you engage with him the whole way. Uh, overall cast, um, I prefer Princess Bride. Villain, the Shogun is pretty entertaining. Uh, that's he's a pretty entertaining villain, whereas the villains <laughs> in the Princess Bride are uh, just kind of political figures, so it's maybe not as exciting. So there again, I'll, a little yeah. even, I'll probably sway a little more towards Princess Bride overall. I'm going to go hard in the direction of the Last Dragon in this one. So <laughs> uh, I do, I do like the Man in Black. I don't know his real name. That's uh, interesting because they both dress in black and they both wear masks at one point. The name is Wesley. Wesley, thank you. All right. Yes, but I did like. I think I just liked his interaction. I like. I like more of his interaction more so than his his interaction with other characters more than the character himself. I guess if that makes any sense. Yeah. lots of good dialogue. Uh, well, Bruce, I think is maybe part of what you're getting at. There, there is good dialogue. good dialogue. Yeah, yeah. But Bruce Leroy is he. He's far more relatable. He's so unassuming. He doesn't believe in himself at first. Like, but at the end of the story, it's like, oh no, the f- true master was in yourself. And then when he finally figures that out, like, I just love that the fight. We'll get to that fight scene, but I love him flashing back and thinking about all the people in his life that has supported him. Um, so I really love Bruce Lee Roy as a character. And then when it comes to leading ladies, I think those two are, are fairly comparable. Um, when it comes to Vanity, oh gosh, I forgot her actual name. Her actual name is Laura Vanity. Charles. Yeah, Laura Charles. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Laura Charles. Just, I'm <clears> only <throat> saying that because I have the cast pulled up right here. I'm not that good. Yeah. It's um, funny, when I, when I did my review of it, someone said, oh, yeah, she was great. And she was just like mesmerizing and shocking. And I was like, yeah, mesmerizing is the word for it because, oh, she just has a certain charm about her. And, looks about her that she does pull off that just mesmerizing look it's funny how that works because she was probably my least favorite part is like the (laughs) is like the the damsel i was yeah it's i don't know it's funny how people when it it comes to thing appeal to people differently i guess because i i was not a fan but my wife who my wife is a profound fan of all things related to 80s movies and music like that's she was she was born in the wrong Mm -hmm. decade uh, she loved her there. So it's just funny how things hit me differently, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, I'll get to the side characters here in a minute. Of course, show enough, he is the, he might not have the best arc, but he is the greatest character. Like, without the movie, is, is, without him, the movie's not the same. He's like, pretty he hilarious. Is the, he is the baddest mofo in, in the Bronx. Like, that's just pretty the high audacity. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty high praise. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you and like? So, just his his line. Go, go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead first. I, I would say his line delivery is just great. He just goes for it. That actor goes for it every single time, and like he does not hold back at all. <laughs> he is the Tommy Wiseau of this of this film. He's gonna go for it every time. <laughs> um, side characters. So I mentioned that I'm not a big fan of the heroine. Not as much. Not. Not that I disliked her, just didn't like her as much of Laura Charles. And then the uh, 
the side characters, like the kids and the dojo people and the family and stuff, uh, maybe weren't mm-hmm. as interesting to me as having Inigo and Vecini and Fezzik all as just a maybe more interesting side cast, except for Leroy's dad, who I loved. <laughs> I love that scene. I love that scene where, where Shonuff goes up to the pizza place, Leroy's Pizza. It's like, get your pizza, Leroy's pizza. Leroy's pizza. I almost died the first time. I said I had to rewind it and watch it again. It's like, it's like, where's Bruce Leroy? Oh, you mean Junior? Just gonna tell (laughs) him his name. Yeah, yeah. Um, Oh yeah, then Shonuff. My favorite, just to speak of Shonuff again, my favorite line of Shonuffs is is when. um, is when he confronts him at the movie theater. It's like, I've been waiting to fight you. Like, I've been hearing these legends of Bruce Leroy, the black Bruce Lee of the Bronx, catching bullets with his teeth. Please. <laughs> that was one of my <laughs> favorite scenes is when that kid chimes up. He's like, Bruce got this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Says. Like, what and kid? Then, and then Bruce Leroy just sitting there, unassuming, eating. Yeah, that, one thing In also, trying to pick up the little kid. Yeah, trying to pick up the little kid like he was going to beat him up. Uh, but I totally see your point. I, I agree that I think Indigo and uh, Indigo Montoya and the other two are better than Bruce Lee Roy's um, brother and the other students there. I do, however, uh, love the uh, the best friend who can't fight at all. That just screams and but, can't fight. Yeah. Is that Kino? Is that what yeah, Kino's right. in the corner there? Okay. So am I jumping the shark? Yes, here? that little Sorry. boy there. Later. <laughs> oh yeah, no, oh, but I'm, I, was, I was just about to get there. The little boy is that little boy there. Oh becomes... my gosh, it's the little boy! Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the little boy grows up and becomes Kino, who's That's in Teenage awesome. Mutant Ninja Turtles two. Which you ruined for so me. So now, <laughs> so now, yeah, I did. So now, Different this day. segment of this video is going to be me pitching a Last Dragon and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles spinoff <laughs> or crossover. <laughs> so <laughs> I'll watch so whatever. imagine, imagine Ninja Turtles 3 doesn't happen. Whatever, because that Thank movie you. sucks. Fine. And the second one also doesn't hey. work. But people hey. like it. Hey. People like it. It has vanilla ice. Whatever. We'll, we'll keep that one. <laughs> the Super Shredder. But the third Chris. one. Yeah. All right. So in the third one, Shredder comes back. All right. Someone, maybe it's his daughter, Karai. It's perfect. Everything's happened in New York. Yeah, exa- exactly. Thank you. So his daughter, Karai, brings him back through like some mystical ways, right? Somewhat, something that's like opposite of the last dragon. Um, and then so Shredder comes back. He straight up either kills or, or incapacitates Master Splinter. Master Splinter, and he completely devastates the turtles. Master Splinter's last words before he either dies or goes into coma is like, you must find the last dragon. So now the turtles, <laughs> <laughs> now the turtles had to go find Bruce Leroy. And Kino's there. Kino's like, hey, yeah, I know him. I've but met this guy he vanished. before in 1985. Yeah, he, I, I, exactly. I was his student, but before he could finish my training, which is why I'm training with you guys, he vanished. So now it's all like, you know, like Avatar, like when the world needed him most, he vanished. So the turtles go on a journey looking for Bruce Leroy and eventually they find him. And then he shares the power of the last dragon with them. And in the ultimate fight with Shredder, they all get the glow. 
like all four of the Ninja Turtles get the glow and they defeat the Shredder for the final last time. And even Kino can finally achieve his training, giving him more character arc than he ever got in that movie. Um, so yeah, that will be, you know, Teenage Ninja Turtles crossover with the last Dragon movie needs to happen in 1994. Chris, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I am going to tell you that we're going to dedicate an entire video to building your vision because I appreciate it. I want to talk more about it now, but I also know that we want to keep our time short, but I can guarantee that I'm going to vouch for that to be an entire video. So we will come back to that. Uh, for now, let's nice. note that you did prefer overall the characters in The Last Dragon, and I did prefer the characters in The Princess Bride, but we had some mix and match crossover there, so that's good. Yeah. Um, which brings us to our next piece, and that is action. The I think that the the sword play and the fighting scenes in The Princess Bride for the time period are extremely well done. I love them. It's some of my favorite part as a kid. As a kid who's not swinging around plastic swords, especially there again, me. My favorite game was Dragon Warrior. Anything with a dragon in it, sword play, all that stuff. So, uh, looking back, I still think it holds up very well. And it's extremely well done. So I love it from an action standpoint. So I do prefer it. On the other hand, the action in The Last Dragon, it fits what the story is pitching. It fits the it fits the motif that they're going for. I'm going to lean Princess Bride again. In fact, this is probably the biggest difference between the two is that I love the action in The Princess Bride mm. so much. Mm. It has a lot to do with childhood mm. swordplay, Dragon Quest uh, dreams. I'm an RPG guy. What can I say? Mm. So I'm, I'm going to say you're wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, yeah, but go ahead. I will say this: wrong. the the I'm everyone. We both have our opinions. The action and the sort of play and the Princess Bride, I do think, is good, especially good for its time. Um, especially, I love them both because the first one is like very respectful sword play. Like they respect each other; they're one up each other here and there. Um, that was that was done all well, and their dialogue between each other is really good. And then the last one, Indigo Montoya, finally gets his revenge on the man who killed his father. That's a great fighting scene go as Montoya. well. Maybe yeah. not a great and overall one... scene, but I love the action in that scene. Well, it's 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 turning the tide in a fight, right? So, like when Indigo gets there, uh, you know that guy throws a sword at him or throws a dagger at him, and mm -hmm. he's hurt, he's down. And so it's Indigo sh striving to gain, just summon that strength to beat him. Now, I say I like that a lot because I think that's what's on clear display in The Last Dragon, but times that by a thousand, maybe not a thousand, <laughs> times it by, <laughs> times it by, you know, 1.25. <laughs> well, that's that's pretty modest. You can say times two or something. That's still a respectable number. Okay. Yeah, times two is good. <laughs> Doubled. That sounds Doubled. much better than yeah, saying times Yeah, it just two. has a better ring than times <laughs> yeah. one and a quarter. It does. Yeah. Times five well, fourths. <laughs> exactly. I mean, this the action that and and the scene, it is without a doubt just so freaking legendary. Nothing, nothing tops the legendariness of of this moment. Like Bruce Leroy is getting beat. He's he's you know he can't beat Shonuff, and then he's drowning. Shonuff is drowning him in the water. Like every time he comes up from it, a vision comes up reminding him of who he is and he's drowning again and then finally that time he finally figures it out like show enough can't push him down like that is amazing and then this whole time show enough of course is just berating him like 
who is the master? Like, <laughs> like he just keeps asking him, who is the master? Oh, gosh. And I, I love that moment. That first time he says, when I say, who is the master? You say, show us. Like, <laughs> it is He's, great. That so guy then, as an actor is so into that role. Yeah. So as he's pushing Bruce Leroy's head into the water, one final time he tries to do it. And when he asks, who's the master? Bruce Leroy just stares in the face and says, I am the master. And then the ties just completely turn. He, he just completely beats him. He then gets the glow. And then you can just tell that, like, in this scene, Shonuff is just scared. Like, he sees that he is not the master anymore. So action and The Last Dragon, I think, completely eclipse the action and The Princess Bride. You're not even, you didn't mention, well, I didn't either in your defense. My favorite action scene in The Princess Bride, though, is actually when Wesley is fighting Andre the Giant. I thought that was great. I didn't care like for the, that, like, at the all. The fact that is, there was a lot of, like, clever dialogue and that Andre was so chivalrous that he was just going to take him back in, down in hand-to-hand combat. And the dialogue throughout the scene as they're fighting each other, I, I love that scene. And it feels very real. Like, it just feels not high, super high quality. But when I watch <laughs> that today, I don't have any, any qualms with that much as a comparison like the uh, the rodent scene where he's fighting the rodent in the forest. That one I hate. I don't like how it looks. I don't like how it sounds. And yeah, it's like, really stupid. That's a yeah. weird, dumb scene. So my point is that I'm trying to be fairly objective here, but I love the Andre the Giant scene, the combination of, of dialogue and fighting and cleverness and the moral codes coming into play there. Like I could, I didn't have to miss that he's throwing this boulder that's like the size of us. Uh, so... Um, I still, I would maintain these are the hardest to compare. It seems like it should be easy because action here, action there, whatever. There's very different types of action going for very different feels and vibes. And that's where these kind of genre superseding issues come into play. Like we're talking about two movies uh, delivering different messages. So tough to compare there though. Either way. I will say the, the guy, the guy who plays Bruce Leroy, I mean, he, he is a legit martial arts expert. Like he's, he's not great. He, he's not an actor. He seems everything that he does seems real. So while the other scenes might have, or the other actors probably have their flaws in terms of the action and karate scenes, his does not. He looks great doing his. Yeah. I think it's you know it was the eighties. I'm sure he did all his stunts because I'm sure the labor unions were, or the acting unions were not that good at that. Like yeah. I know that on Power Rangers, they all did their own stunts, and that was like ninety three. Yeah. That's a budget thing, and I've got budget numbers here, as I imagine you will too. So we can address those in uh, in the final section. For now, let's uh, let's roll the train on to our next bit, which is comedy. And again, we're talking. This is tough for me as well. Very different types of comedy. It is okay. This is where they're fun. the most different. They are. They're extremely different here. This is probably. Can I say that this is probably where the cultural differences show through the most as well? I, I think so too. Exactly. Uh, why don't you go ahead because, and leave like, this one off here? So the thing about I, I mean I like the comedy in in A Princess Bride, but it's it's so much reminds me of Monty Python that that's fair. Yeah, and that's I, fair. And, and, and hey, white and people love Monty Python. White people love. Monty <laughs> I don't know why we do, but we do. I had a I had a, I had a mad teacher in high school who made us watch Monty Python. How do you? <laughs> I was just like, that makes I, I'm no not getting sense. it. That makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> 
<laughs> anyway, I apologize uh, for interrupting but, with my no, but like none of it was statement. like yeah, we're gonna generalize crap out of, out of this, but um, <laughs> but I mean, I I did like it. There's a lot of like good. I really like the dialogue between the man in black and uh, I just like the chivalry between him and people who are wanting to kill him. Um, so that, that was good. I don't really care for that guy who says inconceivable. He's yeah, just he's kind of too over the top for I, me. Nobody cares most when he dies. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares when he dies, I don't yeah. think. But the comedy, I think the comedy in The Last Dragon is superior, mostly just driven off of show enough. Because <laughs> he, like, like we've said, he's just going all in for it. Can we say both villains, just both villains come off that? What's the uh, Eddie Arcadian? Um, that's like... I, th- I would say show enough drives it, but both villains have the largest roles in how the movie is funny. I think uh, Eddie Arcadian and the Shogun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I also like the side character who can't fight, but he, <laughs> <laughs> but he pretends to fight. And, uh, and also I like Bruce Leroy and how he interacts with people and like, and, and this trying to scene be here black is one of the funniest yeah, parts exactly. of the movie. I think. <laughs> He's like going through his voice and so like, "Hey man, what it look like? Hey my man, what it look like?" And he finally gets to the door. Hey my man, what does it look like? And I just I loved his com his comedy. And thing is, I think his comedy was done well because the actor can't really. That was his first time acting, and so I think he leaned, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels genuine. Like he's he can't do these things. That well, and he is probably more reserved than uh, than he would be otherwise if he had a lot of acting experience. So it's, it's a good so. fit. Um, I will say, so I think the difference is, uh, I don't, I don't have a word to describe the comedy in the Last Dragon. Maybe like I said, kind of the over the top villains or the sort of um, ironic scenarios, like uh, the the black the black guy that does karate trying to act black, and that's funny. Or uh, the Chinese guys. Um, I guess I said the Chinese. They may not be Chinese. I don't know. The guys in the warehouse, in the Fortune yeah. warehouse. Um, we're the trying, so we're the, trying to act black. We're, right. And so we're trying just, to figure out how to play craps. Maybe, oh, and his craps turning into hopscotch. Heather almost, I think Heather yeah. almost died. Um, and so it's sort of an over-the-top, maybe camp. I mean, campy's not the right, but kind of an over-the-top humor. And it, it's great. It hits it yeah. really well. Uh, whereas Princess Bride... If there's a downside here, if there's one place where I'm going to say a downside is that it's not really comedy. It's clever dialogue, and that's fine. I love that. Uh, but it's it's all of the comedy is driven by clever dialogue and the fact that Fred Savage is would rather be playing the Super Nintendo than listening to his grandma. So it's very different. We haven't gotten into that yet. I meant to say it in, in, in the story. I'm sorry. Is spoiler that... alert? Is that a spoiler alert? Um, no. But long story short, they're they're extremely different kinds, and I love them both for their own reasons. Um, but I I don't know if you can go wrong with either. But just know that Princess Bride is all about uh, it's all about the dialogue and the clever more so than uh, the over the top humor that you get with the Last Dragon. Yeah, I mean, I I chuckled like five or five to seven times watching the Princess Bride, but I never had a good laugh. Like good. Good witty dialogue makes me chuckle. Makes me think, oh yeah, that that's that's smart. That's yeah, that's you just, witty. You appreciate but it doesn't make that me laugh. Cleverly organized, laugh. kind of. Uh, yeah. it's, it's not a yeah, it's not a laugh out loud kind of thing, and that's totally fine. Different different end games. So um, 
yeah, I, I don't have a problem saying that Last Dragon is probably a more comedically uh, uh, enjoyable movie. I'm fine with that. Um, ready to proceed to the last section? Yes. And this one is mostly just like whatever else you want to go in there. And I for touch, me, I want to touch on the budget first, if you don't mind, because that's the biggest difference. Here. Okay. So we're talking about Last Dragon, 1985. I rehearsed this before, and I can't remember. Yes. 1985, $10 million reported. And then two years later, uh, Princess Bride, $16 million. So more than 50%, so 60% more budget just two years later. <laughs> I was like, I can do that math pretty easily. Yeah, but... so, yeah, that's pretty easy math. I don't know why I stuttered. 60% more budget two <laughs> years later, um, and just the general resources, the, the cast, uh, the cast and everything that they had at their disposal. I, I don't know how else to describe it other than uh, the money made a difference. But the Last Dragon was produced by Barry Gordy. Mr. Barry Gordy. And... Yes, yes, that same Mr. Barry Gordy that John Mulaney is talking about. Thank you, John Mulaney, for up. making me closely Barry, aware of things. Yeah. yeah. Where Barry do I Gordy, sign, Mr. Barry Gordy, Gordy is the founder is the founder of Motown. The guy, I'm sure, is, is very rich through also maybe some uh, shaky contracts with with artists, but nonetheless, maybe, yeah. So, so his his imprint is all over this movie, especially with the music, and I absolutely love the music in this movie uh, i mean vanny did a good job i mean this song here can you feel the rhythm of the night like that's great granted music is one of the most subjective things <laughs> out there ever uh pieces of art um and then just the the songs that went along with some of the scenes like when you got that glow like i sing i was singing that song all the time as a little kid um so yeah, so those two things, I think the music and also the directing, like how they made me feel in the scenes, how they turned the tides in so many scenes was done really well. I, d I would say in, in support of The Princess Bride in this case, I do think, when, like you said, when it comes to money, I think they had much better locations to work with, like, which makes you feel like the movie is much more grander than it probably is. It's not a star-studded cast, but they had a good cast. Um, I think they had, I'm just going to call it better resources overall that produces a, maybe a more refined feel. Like a, you don't want to call it better, but maybe just more refined. And I think that's a product of the money or where, where you can't compare the two so much. I mean, I want to say resources. And you know, I, I don't want to call you know, everything <laughs> like racist or something. But I think these movies, quality-wise, are fairly com very comparable. Uh, but like Princess Bride has like a 90... Seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, while The Last Dragon has like a fifty-seven. It could be. I, I want to see those. <laughs> it could be a thing. I mean, of, uh, do you watch any Dave Chappelle at all? Yeah, I mean, I've seen all of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> okay, so uh, I don't remember which Netflix special it is, and I won't mention the topic that he's touching on because I don't want to get all political. Uh, but there's probably an element <laughs> to here that it's a bigger deal because white men care about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, like when we're talking about. I mean, Rotten yeah, Tomatoes you look at the reviewers. Or, or critical acclaim, uh, it's a bigger deal because white men specifically care about it. So that's why, uh, so that could be it too. I would still argue just in terms of higher quality, in terms of, you know, I'll go out and say, I'll say like better acting um, and better overall sort of scenery and effects. But there again, I say all of that essentially stems from having more money. And so I don't know if that's I do, necessarily a fair comparison. I do think if we're looking at acting, I think that acting is better in the princess bride but to me like no one 
has to do that much. Like, like when I when I when I looked at it on my, like no one has to give that much dramatic scenes. Like it's taken a little bit more seriously in The Princess Bride uh, than it is in The Last Dragon, and so that's just naturally the way it is. And but acting sometimes is is more than just being dramatic. Like like we mentioned before, uh, Julius who plays show enough like he is acting his butt off by being over the top he is he is more dedicated to his role than any other person <laughs> in either one of these movies that guy is into yeah. it and it wouldn't work otherwise you can't have a crazy over the top <laughs> villain with somebody like half ass in it pardon my language so yeah you gotta sell that part so um yeah like i said i i think that the if there are if there are quality differences and i believe there are I think most of them stem from money. And I will say, in, to your point, there's not a ton of um, dynamic acting in The Princess Bride. And I think, that's yeah, because the, I think that's because the dialogue in the story does most of the driving. Uh, yeah, and then, uh, what else I going to say? Oh, the thing that Princess Bride does have going for it, which is probably going for it too well, is that it is quoted a lot. Like, I knew some of the quotes before I've ever even known what the Princess Bride was, you know, like the, my name's Indigo Montoya, so and so and so and so. Testimony to the writing, again, the writing and the dialogue, and the, the, those are those are definitely strong pros for the movie. Uh, I mean, that's what it's known for, and that's the, it drives the whole thing. It prevents it prevents the need for dynamic acting and such. They just telling a uh, just telling a good story. Yeah. Uh, any other extra thoughts? Any maybe nostalgia. Um, when's the first time you saw The Last Dragon? Can you even remember? Gosh, I don't. I really don't remember the last time. The first time I saw The Last Dragon, like it's just one of those movies that I remember. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't remember the first time I watched it, but I remember being blown away. <laughs> I mean, because like Bruce Leroy is was me as a little kid. Like I wanted to learn martial arts, but no one's gonna give me martial arts lessons. Nobody got time to pay for that. Like so that costs money. I used to practice. <laughs> yeah. I used to practice karate without knowing karate when I was like five or six years old. We couldn't just so when watch, you watch YouTube videos to practice karate, yeah. which maybe we could learn karate now. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we could. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. So when I, so when I, you know, when I watch The Last Dragon, I'm like, oh, yeah, I really connect with that guy. Like, just, you know, slightly a little different. And he loves karate. Like, I, you know, he's admirable to try and become. Uh, yeah, I... On the so on the obviously I just watched the Last Dragon. On the flip side, kind of similarly, I can't really remember the the first time I watched The Princess Bride, but I've always had such a strict, uh, very distinct love of anything related to high fantasy whatsoever that uh, I I couldn't even say that I would related to a particular character. If I had to pick one, it would probably be Inigo. I think he was probably my favorite character growing up. Um, but just the whole high fantasy theme. I mean, that's that's probably the biggest reason that I liked it as a child before those other things could appeal to me. The other finer points of the movie could even appeal to me. It was just all about being a good high fantasy script. Yeah, random thought. Um, so it was like, I think it was the last Halloween. Someone came by dressed as, in the, dressed as the man in black. And I, you know, like I said, I've never seen Princess Bride before, never seen the pictures. And I thought, and I said, oh, hey, here's Zorro. And like the kid looked at me. Like I was dumb, <laughs> and then someone <laughs> said to me, "No, he's not Zorro." Like how how am I supposed to know that he looks like Zorro? Like why would I think anything different? Uh, the only thing I can think of is if the kid was really accurate, 
Zora's mask, his the mask that covered his eyes, I believe is a separate piece from the rest of the uh from the rest of the bandana. Whereas the man in black yes, yeah. is all one piece. That's the only distinguishing feature I could probably think of very easily. Was the child a but Spaniard? Still, by any like, that's, that's like saying like no, nah, he wasn't. But no. I, I don't that, that shouldn't <laughs> stop me. I'm not gonna think the kid doesn't Sir, like are you, Hispanic. Are you Western hero. European by any chance? <laughs> Talking to a five-year-old kid. No, I don't know how else you would really distinguish between the two on a costume. That'd be tough. <laughs> um, yeah. So in that case, let's uh, let's move on to the conclusion. Chris, you want to offer concluding thoughts? Yeah, I think in conclusion. I mean, when I knew going into this, I assume you still think the Princess Bride is a better movie. I've been thinking Correct. this is the most important piece because I don't I don't remove review movies or TV shows or anything like that, so I don't have a good a good set of standards to do that like you do. And that hurts my ability to do it. But I've been thinking very hard about the conclusion. And what I came up with is that I wish that like five to 10 year old Sean could have seen the last dragon mm. because five to 10 year old Sean yeah. loved Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, loved the three ninjas, maybe not karate yes. kid quite so much. Cause it's a little, little more serious, but I like the goofier younger, maybe a younger person karate movies and i think i think this would have appealed to me in a very in a very profound way because five to ten year old sean loved that mm-hmm. stuff so much I, mm-hmm. we watched surf ninjas that is the worst movie on the planet and we watched it so much and so i wish that five to ten year old sean could have seen this uh, because then i probably would have a, a similar love for it as you do right now uh that being said i, I like the princess bride overall better but uh, there's so much bias because that's something that uh, there again, I can't get over enough. That high fantasy theme permeates every piece of media in my life. It's my favorite style of video game, book, movie, all of it. It's just what I like. So hard to come, hard to overcome. Yeah, and I and I share the same sentiment. Like, well, sort of. Like these movies, I think are fairly comparable. Um, while I do think The Last Dragon is a better movie. Just speaking uh, very biased, like I think it's a better movie. And also, I did rate it in my very objective review. Uh, Last Dragon was 7.6 out of 10, and uh, Prince of Power was 7.3. So they might be within the margin of error there. But I think when you have such comparable movies, like it comes down to what is ingrained in your DNA. And The Last Dragon is just part of me. Like it is part of my memory, part of my childhood. It is that important that I can never think that it was less of a movie than the princess bride. Yeah. Like I said, I don't care to, I don't care to try to offer a numerical review. I think I would come out with that. I believe that the princess bride is a more refined movie. Um, but if you're just taking movie to movie, I'm glad that we picked these two out to compare them because while they're extremely, extremely different movies, it is funny in sort of a cult classic way in a genre defying movie way how these two movies seem to entertain massive groups of people. What are we 30 years after their release? 30 years? 17. Yeah. Yes. Oh my yeah. Cause I was not born. Yeah. We were, we were not alive when these movies came out. <laughs> so not. we missed whatever kind of original heyday they had. So the mere fact that they're still entertaining people that far into the future, I think that's enough Testament to whatever kind of quality you want to put on them. Uh, Rotten tomatoes or whatever be damned. People still watch these today. People were excited when this movie, when like The Last Dragon came on Netflix. Uh, Princess Bride comes on TV. 
<laughs> most people are going to stop and watch it. That's enough testament to the quality there, I think. That's fine. I actually think that their uh, bots office is fairly similar. The Last Dragon made $26 million, and The Princess Bride made, I think, $30 million. Yeah, so not, but I think not there was also difference at all. Yeah, $31 million. But there was probably some re-releases, if I had to guess, of The Princess Bride. So anyway, I'm making excuses. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they're... they're... <laughs> Well, like I, I said, mean, these are some fairly comparable movies. Probably a little inflation to factor in there too. Last Dragon's a couple years older, so there's uh, things things to be said about that as well. Just the two year difference sure. in time. Yeah. Um, but like I said, the, the all all ratings aside, anything that's thirty years old and still entertains people, that's it's probably good. Yeah, you think I'm gonna watch freaking A Wonderful Life or Citizen Kane? No, uh, I've never. I've watched a lot of movies. I've never watched Citizen Kane. I don't ever plan to watch Citizen Kane. I couldn't even tell you what it's I about. I don't either. I couldn't. I'm sure you could tell me what it's about. Maybe you couldn't. I don't know. Um, I will say that uh, either movie. I my my final thought on either movie is, it's they're not stuff that I would ever like. I'm probably not gonna go out of my way ever to pick either one of these movies on the shelf. But if I'm flipping through channels. I see the Princess Bride. I'm going to stop and going for it. If I see the Last Dragon, I'm probably going to stop. And there are movies that I would use to talk about how you would rate movies based on like, are you going to buy them brand new or used on Blu-ray on DVD? Like, what level of care do you give them? I would I would buy both of these like used on Blu-ray, new on DVD, and have them on the shelf. I don't have to because I own the Princess Bride. But if I stumble, I, say, the I own the Last Dragon. Yeah. I don't know where it's at, but. Uh, if I stumbled on it at the right price, it's like, all right, I'd take a new DVD or like a used Blu-ray level of uh, of love for these two movies. Still gonna watch Princess Bride first, but well, at the end of the day, I'm happy with both. Are you glad you watched the Princess Bride, Chris? Are you, do you feel <clears throat> fulfilled? Uh, yeah. I mean, granted, it was hyped up a little bit. I think for certainly, me, certainly. Um, like. No, it was, it, was, it was a good. It was a good watch. Also, it goes by fairly fast. It's like an hour and thirty minutes. It is, a so short it wasn't. Movie, yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing we didn't touch. Yeah, on, it was fairly entertaining. You know, you kind of touched on it actually. Um, not not really a bunch of music in the Princess Bride. Uh, a lot of ambient sound. Last Dragon, you get good '80s, like straight out of the '80s mm-hmm. music. Like just, it's so well catered to the movie. Um, and so I have to weigh that against the only other thing I can think of that's unfair, like one way versus unfair the other way. Uh, the Princess Bride has Fred Savage, so do you want good 80s music, or do you want to see Fred Savage three times? The thing is, I do love Fred Savage. I absolutely love The Wonder Years. It's great, great it's show. Good. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, something but uh, I, don't, I don't think I needed that. I, don't, I didn't need that narration. I didn't need him. Like They could have just had the movie be the movie. And that would have been perfectly fine. I didn't think it needed it either. I don't necessarily think it hurts or helps. I usually forget about it, which is not a compliment. <laughs> you don't want any parts of your movie being forgotten about. I always wonder if, like, is the movie just not long enough? They're like, all right, guys, we're out of money. we got to stretch this out it. like it 20 be. minutes. <laughs> what do you do? Do we do the Money Python ending where everybody just gets arrested? Nah, nah, let's, let's just use a little kid's room. <laughs> I don't know how else we do it. Maybe to yeah. tell people, like, hey, look, this was a book first. So, yeah, that part I... Maybe I do now. A, yeah, I do now understand the uh, Deadpool, Once Upon a Deadpool reference. So, <laughs> <laughs> take one thing away. Well, hey, regardless, thank you for having me watch The Last Dragon. 
very happy I did. Uh, it was a very interesting experience. And I <laughs> mostly, if nothing else, I don't know that anybody else in the world would ever think to compare these two movies. So I think we, for the first <laughs> time in our lives, attributed something totally new to the internet. Totally. Yes. hundred percent. Exactly. Yeah. Creative. This is it. So beat uh, that internet. Yeah. How often else, like every other movie that you review, every episode of Avatar we talk about, somebody's already done that stuff. But this, sure. nobody, nobody has ever put these two movies in the same PowerPoint before. Maybe they have. <laughs> I'm under, so I'll, I'll have to YouTube search that later and make sure. I also don't think anyone has ever uh, broken down how tacos suck. So got two of those. Maybe they have, just not in the detail that you have. <laughs> yeah. And Chris, don't order a taco. Get a quesadilla. People overhype tacos all the time. It's fine. Get the same ingredients in a quesadilla, and it's way better. And then everybody's happy. All right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for bringing the subject up. Glad we did it. Next special episode, we're going to dedicate to the <laughs> TMNT three, the real TMNT three, uh, where Kino yes. uh, brings Bruce Leroy into the Turtles universe. Oh no, they're already in the same universe. That's what's going to make this so easy. Um, in yes, the and they're all. They're, no, sorry. Go ahead. They're already there. No, go ahead. I'm just, I'm just hyping up. Yeah, they're all in New York. It's, it's so. They live so in the sweet. same universe. That's it. Uh, if the turtles had gone to a movie theater, they probably would have run into the Shogun at some point. <laughs> would have went down kind of crazy. Raph. Yeah. Although uh, Raph did, he went to go see Critters. Oh, or did. no, he went to go go see. Is that the first? That's the first turtles movie, right? Went went to see Critters. Yeah. Happy holidays. This is a weird holiday special, but our gift to you uh, is this video. Happy holidays, Chris, and to you and your family. And we will be back well. with a regular, thank you, with a regular Avatar episode after the holidays.